Welcome to the second episode of Fleeky Foods and Friends, my new podcast. Today is actually the first episode with a guest. Today we're speaking with Bailey of Broccoli Bank on Instagram. If you're not already following her, you definitely should go do that while you're listening to this episode. Her Instagram handle, like I said, is broccoli like the vegetable and bank like the place where you keep your money. We actually get into how she came up with this name later on in the episode. But she is just a ball of positivity. I love seeing her posts and stories on my feed. It always brightens up my day. And she is just one of the sweetest and most down-to-earth girls ever. So definitely go follow her if you're not already. Before we get into the episode, I just want to say if you have any food bloggers or food accounts that you want on this podcast, please reach out to me via DM on my Instagram, Fleeky Foods, and let me know so we can have some new guests on the podcast and interview some other food bloggers. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. So I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today. We have Broccoli Bank here. (laughs) Um, So I thought we'd just start, like, where did you get the name Broccoli Bank? So thank you so much for having me, first of all. Like, I'm I'm so stoked. Like my stoke level is beyond compare. But um, I got the name the Broccoli Bank because my last name is Broccoli Bank. And so my growing up, my next door neighbor called us the Broccoli Banks. And so so cute. Yeah. And so it really just stuck. And I actually tried to start a health account before this one. It was a major fail. I did, I had no direction, no purpose. Like it really just wasn't going anywhere. And so I deleted it and it had like multiple names. We tried multiple times, but then over quarantine, when I was like, you know what? I'm a nutrition major now. Like I'm ready to restart my health account. I was like, you know, the broccoli bank, because really not many people, like unless they're like my friends that I grew up with, not really many people know that it came from my last name. So, um, yeah, that's the long of the short of where it came from. When, when I first saw it, I thought it was like some band looked to, what is it? Brockhampton. <laughs> I was like, is this like a play on Brockhampton? <laughs> but I love that. That's so cute. So then, okay. Kind of going back to that, where did your health and wellness journey kind of begin? And then if you want to go into like why you decided to study nutrition. So I've always had a love for health and fitness. I've always been active like ever since I was a kid I was super active always outside always playing always running around and growing up I used to dance and I swam and then going more towards high school I started horseback riding again for a second time (laughs) um and I got into that really through my brother um who was taking equine therapy and so I was just always so active And so I've really just had a passion for that. And I love cooking. I actually used to want to be a professional chef. Oh, really? (laughs) Like when I was little. Yes. (laughs) I would literally watch the cooking network all the time. Yeah. Okay. I feel that actually. Mm -hmm. The network is like always on my TV. It's just diners and drives or like my stepdad loves watching um hgtv so it's either Mm -hmm. like building houses or diners drive-ins and dives like that's the only thing that's ever on our tv (laughs) (laughs) yes i we're literally the same way (laughs) um and so i i've always had a love for it 
but I never really thought that it could be a career per se mm-hmm. um, until my freshman year, which was last year. I was a pre-veterinary major. And I I wasn't really happy with it. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I do love animals, but it just wasn't really my groove. And so I met a friend at school, shout out Reese Dawson, (laughs) Um, and she's a nutrition major. And she really was the one that opened my eyes to like, man, I could really go into nutrition. Like Mm -hmm. I had never thought about it before. So I just up and decided one day, you know what? It's time. I'm going to change my major. So now I'm pursuing an RDN, same as you, get my master's and hopefully be an RDN one day. And I really want to go into performance nutrition, like sports nutrition. Awesome. That's yeah, I was going to ask like what kind of path you wanted to take once you became an RDN. So you want to work with, with like athletes? Do you know like more like professional athletes or like maybe like in a high school? I think the main goal, like the biggest aspiration would be professional mm-hmm. athlete, maybe Olympic athlete somewhere in the professional realm, because I think that is just so interesting to me. Yeah. Um, just how unique and specialized every single diet has to be. Mm-hmm. That's incredible to me. But if I weren't to go into sports nutrition, I think I'd go into like nutritional therapy, more directed towards like eating disorders oh, got and that it. kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. So those are my, those are the options I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, that's super interesting. That's what like I love about nutrition is I always knew growing up, I was not going to be able to work a nine to five cubicle job. Like that just was like, I needed to work with people and nutrition right. is so interesting because it's like you have to work based on that specific person. No bodies are the same and no, anything with nutrition is going to be the same. So that's super interesting. And I know you said that you had other health accounts before. So were there any health and wellness accounts that kind of inspired you to start those and then inspired you to start this one? I've definitely followed a lot of health accounts over the years. Um, Even like in my personal account, Mm -hmm. um, Healthful Radiance, is someone Angie oh my (laughs) gosh I have followed Angie for so long she seems so cool Mm -hmm. she is she's so awesome and then a girl that I went she's friends with a girl that I went to high school with Mm -hmm. she graduated early her name is Nicole Krause oh wait she's actually married now I don't know her (laughs) married name but her old handle was wonderfully balanced Mm -hmm. but now she has Nikki's sweet niche and she really inspired me she was like the primary one that inspired me to start my first account um mostly because she like at the time she was in college because she's four years older than me or Mm -hmm. give or take um and so she's in college and she's making all these beautiful plates of fancy toast and (laughs) all these little scrambles in her college dorm room and I'm thinking okay if this girl can make beautiful food in a dorm room like I can surely do that in my house and like a full Um, kitchen (laughs) right so that was that was the original info I love that so then what was like quarantine kind of the thing that pushed you into making this account yes really truly the broccoli bank was my saving grace throughout quarantine because it just gave me something to do that was not school related and wasn't COVID related because (laughs) I was very much stuck in my house. My brother is severely immunocompromised. He was born without an immune system. Yeah. Um, So 
he receives IVIG infusions mm-hmm. once a month to like give him an immune system, but still like we were very, very cautious. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, didn't leave the house or anything. And I just really wanted to start my health account again. And I've been wanting to for quite some time, like ever since I had decided to change my major mm-hmm. and quarantine was the push. It was the push I needed. Yeah. It was definitely something to just occupy time. <laughs> For sure. Being stuck in the house. And I know you did a whole post on this, but would you mind talking a little bit more about your experience with essential oils? I think it's so interesting. Yes, of course. Oh my goodness. This makes me excited. <laughs> so, Girl, um, go off. <laughs> it all started when I was in seventh grade and it started with my brother, actually. Mm-hmm. So Nicholas, my brother, mm-hmm. he and I are six years apart. And like I said earlier, born without an immune system, just a very sickly baby. He was in and out of the hospital 22 times before he was two. Oh, wow. um, just like intense, intense. And so he, at this point in time, he was seven. And by this time we had a plan. Like if he started to get sick, this was the plan that we would do. And we would give him all these medications. And then Mm -hmm. if that did not work by the next day, he would be in the hospital, that kind of thing. And so my mom's friend reached out to her and was like, Hey, I want you to try this. And I want you to just see, just test the waters, see if this will help Nicholas. And so he was literally about to go into the hospital like the next day. Mm -hmm. And my mom's friend gave her Thieves Essential Oil and RC. Also, I don't know if I stated this or not, but it's all <laughs> Young Living Essential Oils. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the only oils that we use. And my mom sells them and I'm technically a distributor as well. Yeah. Thieves is an immune supporting essential oil and RC is a respiratory system supporting essential oil. Mm-hmm. And so she put RC on his chest and rubbed the thieves on his feet. And by the next day, his immune system had been supported and his respiratory system had been supported and he didn't need to go to the hospital. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's how it all began. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were also looking for a more natural way of living anyways, because he and I were both on a bunch of medications and he was on 22 medications. Oh my gosh. He is not on any, which is incredible, other than his infusion. That's amazing. So we're able to support, like my entire family uses oils and we're able to support immune function, respiratory function, digestive function. Mm -hmm. There are so many incredible, incredible ways to support your body systems with Young Living Essential Oils. And man, we've been on fire (laughs) for these oils ever since. amazing so like what's your favorite oil if you had to pick one and what's its purpose Mm. or you can give me a top three top three I would definitely say thieves okay because I love supporting my immune system and that's very important to me very very Mm. important to me because I hate being sick I don't know anyone that likes being sick yeah but it that's just a pet peeve Mm -hmm. like that's top tier for me so definitely thieves but um let's see I have some sitting around literally <laughs> everywhere. I've always loved peace and calming. It, oh, mwah, chef's kiss. It smells so good and um, really helps me calm down. It definitely yeah. supports my mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helps me go to sleep. Put it in my diffuser, knocked out. 
That's I'm amazing. <laughs> sleep, sleep is the best. Mm-hmm. I can't function without eight hours of sleep. Everyone in my family makes fun of me for it because it's like, I just set my alarm clock eight hours from when I go to bed, no matter what, mm-hmm. like at school. One time I went to bed at 4am, never doing that again in my life. And I literally set my alarm for noon. I was like, nope can't wake me up before then. Like I, I will not be out of bed before noon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Side note, that's something that quarantine has definitely taught me is that I do need eight hours of sleep. Right. Cause when I was at school, I would be running off of like four to six hours of sleep. Those online Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Obviously not healthy. <laughs> Obviously not good, but I've definitely realized that I need those eight hours of sleep. Like I, I need them, need them. But as for other oils. Um, I love Lang Lang. It's very floral mm-hmm. smelling. Um, I just love the way it smells. And I have like a little hairspray. It helps support hair growth. Got Lang Lang, cedarwood, lavender. I think that's it in it. And I spray it in my hair and it smells so good. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So good. <laughs> that's such a good idea. Like a little hairspray that makes your hair smell good too. Mm-hmm. So are you more like western or eastern medicine kind of leaning i really truly love the homeopathic Mm -hmm. root i love the pathway and i love what it's done for our family Mm -hmm. um and so i definitely love the way that the oils have helped us and i nine eight to nine times out of ten i'll choose to do something natural before I choose medicine, just Mm -hmm. because I've been using Young Living for almost seven years. So it's been so long that I'm not really accustomed to reaching for ibuprofen first. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather reach for my peppermint oil to put on my Mm -hmm. head instead. And so I, there is a time and a place for Western medicine, Mm -hmm. like traditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ibuprofen, Tylenol, Zopinex, albuterol, whatever you yeah. need. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a place for that. So I'd say I'm, I'm in the middle, but I do love my oils and I do, I do lean a bit more towards that first yeah. if mm-hmm. that is possible. Yeah. I definitely completely like agree with that. I feel like I try to lean towards the homeopathic and if that doesn't work, my kind of last case scenario is going to be popping a Tylenol or something. Yeah. Yeah. When it's necessary, it's necessary. And there's definitely no shame in yeah. using one over the other or mm-hmm. vice versa. If you are a naturopath and you need to go on a medication for, say, like Lyme disease, mm-hmm. like you, like, yeah, exactly. Obviously, obviously, you're going to take your medication because mm-hmm. you need yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But if there's potentially a way that an essential oil could help support that, then by all means. Yeah. But I think there's a time and place for both, for sure. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. I was on like one antibiotic for Lyme and then all the supplements that I take are like homeopathic. And mm. when I had mono, actually, I was on three different supplements and I was taking three supplements, two of each three times a day. So I was taking like so many herbal supplements. They tasted disgusting. That's for sure. Yeah. But it helped so much the next morning after I started taking them and I had, or I actually got acupuncture in my face. I had like horrible mono. And, um, and I got acupuncture in my face and then started taking supplements. And then I hadn't been able to sleep, which horrible. I was not functioning because I wasn't right. able to fall asleep. And I slept like a baby. It was the first, first night, I think in like two weeks that I was able to sleep. 
homeopathic medicine can do so much more than I feel like people kind of give it credit for sometimes if you've like only used traditional medicine. Eastern medicine has really evolved so much and I guess they have really evolved, but like we've just gotten more use Mm -hmm. to like seeing it. It's more common to see it, which is so incredible to me. Like my mom has an inflamed slash sliding disc. I don't know the exact diagnosis Mm -hmm. in her neck. Oh, wow. She was like going to the chiropractor and naturopath kind of deal. And she gave her these supplements. Now, I I haven't taken these supplements, but they smell awful. (laughs) They They always smell so bad. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they smell awful, but she swears that they've helped her so much. And it's crazy to me how all of a sudden over the past five years or so that Eastern medicine and the natural supplements and the essential oils have really like flourished. And I'm really glad about that because um, it's such a relief to me to see that there are more people that are out there that are searching for more natural and non-toxic solutions. And one thing about medicine or Western medicine that I've Mm -hmm. noticed is you'll take a medicine for one thing, like say you're taking it for migraines, Mm -hmm. but then the migraine medication has a side effect of depression. So then you go to the doctor for your depression and they put you on another medication for your depression. Well, then that medication may give you like an upset stomach. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to go to the doctor for your stomach and then they're going to give you another medication for your stomach. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's like a never ending cycle. Yeah. Right. And that's like such such a great thing about young living is the essential oils are I don't know how in depth you want me to go yeah girl go girl go for it <laughs> the oil itself is the first distillation like it's directly from the seed from the plant directly distilled into the bottle oh wow and it's called the seed to seal promise mm-hmm. and um so there's nothing added no water, no chemicals, no synthetics, like not, they don't even take the second distillation. And if the first distillation was bad, they throw it out. Like the oil will literally be on back order until they get the perfect quality that they aspire to have. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience with essential oils with us. Now I want to switch gears a little. So I have been following you obviously for some time now. And something that I just love about your account is how positive you are. And I was just wondering, how do you stay so positive? And I know obviously social media can be like the highlight reel, but it just feels like you just always have such a great way to put positive spin on something. So just kind of like, what are your top tips for any listeners of kind of how to stay positive? Oh, that's such a sweet question. (laughs) I love that too much. And that really... That really brings me so much joy <laughs> that you see that from my account because I definitely, like, of course you want your social media to be a highlight reel to an extent because you want to see the pretty pictures. You want to see the smiling face, mm-hmm. but I, I never want to portray something that I'm not feeling. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely always try to be vulnerable with my followers to an extent because I never want to be false advertising something that's not, but I think there's always a positive. Like I think there's always something to look forward to or to take out of it. Circumstances don't have to define everything 
about your life. Like you can still be joyous in such a hard season like we are Mm -hmm. in right now. I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. and so for me, having such peace and positivity and joy Mm -hmm. really comes from my faith. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really, really have been relishing in that, especially since quarantine, like quarantine was hard. Yeah. (laughs) It was hard (laughs) for me. Yeah. Um, As I'm sure it was for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that really just pulled me through was my faith and just knowing that God's not going to put you through pain or put Mm -hmm. you through a hardship that isn't going to have fruits in the end. Mm -hmm. And Like even if times are tough and you feel like you're suffering right now, there's so much better to come. Mm -hmm. Like the best is yet to come. And I think my new favorite word is yet because (laughs) like there's so much yet to come. And so really if I were to give anyone a tip or trick or just one thing that they take away from any of this would Mm -hmm. be like, God's not going to put you through what you can't handle. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it can't stink. It doesn't mean yeah. that you can't have bad days or bad moments or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's always going to be a, a king, a God, a Lord mm-hmm. higher than you that died on the cross for you and is really just here to, mm-hmm. I get so speechless <laughs> because um, the all of um, mm-hmm. my faith is just so big, but mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say, just lean into, lean into God and trust Mm -hmm. that there are better days ahead and the best is yet to come. That's amazing. I love that. My favorite word is yet. That's so cute. And such a good (laughs) way to look at it. Like no matter when you're in such a hard time, it's so easy to kind of feel like that's, you're all consuming right now. But I mean, Mm -hmm. like there are always going to be days ahead and things aren't going to change. There's no, like, we just can't be in a quarantine forever. Like, sure. We don't know how long it's going to last more, but it's inevitable. It'll end at one point. So it is like, it's hard to kind of look past the immediate day to day, but I feel like when you can do that, it can be so helpful. Things will change like at one point and there are days ahead exactly that will be better. Right. For sure. And one thing that I also just really relished in throughout quarantine and even Mm -hmm. so now is just seeing the beauty around me and Mm -hmm. finding joys in the little things. Mm -hmm. And it's such, it's such a controversial topic because some Mm -hmm. people don't like to hear this, but I feel like joy is something you have to make a choice to be to an extent. Obviously Mm -hmm. there are other factors like mental health and anxiety that are really, really difficult to mm-hmm. be able to say that you're choosing joy because obviously like there can be hormone imbalances and chemical mm-hmm. imbalances that cause yeah. you to not be able to make that conscious decision decision to choose joy. But mm-hmm. I think to an extent, there's definitely, there's definitely a choice in joy. And like I said, when I got into quarantine, I was in rough shape, yeah. very rough shape. <laughs> and one day I just, I woke up and I was like, I'm tired of being sad. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired of just really feeling down for myself because I'm in this situation. Like I just want to choose to be joyous. And yeah. so I just started looking for the little joys around my house and around my neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. I'd go for walks and the morning sun was just so beautiful. And I'd be like, wow, like that's really beautiful. That makes yeah. me really happy that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and even, even like now I'm 
I'm in my house in Alabama and I get to go to class once a week and I went to lab today and I was like, yeah. you know what? That's great. I get to go to class at least right. one day. <laughs> at least one class <laughs> so a week. we take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like can be easy, especially to get in like a habit of throwing like my mom always is like a pity party for yourself. And mm-hmm. it is, you do kind of have to sometimes make that conscious effort. And obviously like what you said, there can be outlines instances, but a lot of the times I can either feel really bad for myself or like I can try to find the good in it. And it can be hard to try to choose to find the good in it, but it can be so beneficial to kind of choose that joy in it. And yeah, like with quarantine, sure, like it sucked. Like we've had to stay inside for so long, but it has been nice slowing down and finding that pace. And something that I've realized how much I love that I never get to do because obviously kind of the hustle and bustle of everything is seeing the seasons change. How great Mm. was it seeing, because we started in March, which was still winter technically, like it's not really warm anywhere. And being able to see all of spring and that transition into summer was so nice. I'm excited for like this fall transition to like actually be able to kind of take that in and enjoy it and really admire it for what it is. Yeah. I really love that you said that because I have never been so excited for fall as I am right now. Right? Like, Honestly, I think, like, like I'm ever. just, like, waiting for the, because, oh, my, it's, we're in the middle of a heat wave right now in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like 99, and it should be definitely a lot cooler now, but I'm so excited for that first time when I go outside, and it's, like, a little chilly. I can't <laughs> wait. Seeing, like, the leaves change, I'm so excited, and I'm, like, staying home for the semester. So mm-hmm. being able to see, I mean, not that Wisconsin would have been that, di- that much of a drastic difference, but mm-hmm. being able to see kind of that like Chicago, like when the leaves change, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, chef's kiss. Like, right? I'm, I know. I'm so excited. And I do love what you said. I really do feel like we did see the seasons change. Mm-hmm. And for a little brief moment, I feel like I was starting to see fall coming. And I was like, yes, yes. Because we had a cool week. Yeah. And I was like, yes, it's coming. And then this week it's like 95 every day. So yeah. mm-hmm. being able to really like take it in though and enjoy it for what it is, because how many times have the seasons changed and you're like, when did that happen? It just happens. Like yeah. you feel like you completely miss it. And it's like, oh, like it's winter now, but now with quarantine, yeah, quarant- there's bad parts of quarantine. I'm not trying to like glorify <laughs> quarantine, but being able to find that little beauty in it, that we have been able to like enjoy this like slow transition of seasons. And I can't believe how long it's been. <laughs> what it, yeah. was it? March, March, it started, right? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It's almost been half a year. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming up on six months, which is mind blowing yeah. to me. I, know. I can't, because, can't believe that. Yeah. I, I just can't believe it. And it's crazy how, slow time goes when you have to pay attention to time absolutely and when you have nothing much else to distract you Mm -hmm. time doesn't seem to go by very fast but also like it's it's gone by in a blink yeah (laughs) I feel like I just came home from college but at the same time I look (laughs) I haven't even started classes yet I don't start until next Wednesday 
But I get so excited for Fridays and there is no difference for my Fridays from my Tuesdays. Like they are the exact same. And for some reason, there's just like, I still try to just get excited. I mean, and it'll, it will be more exciting once I start classes Mm -hmm. and I'll actually like have something to look forward to on the weekends, like not having classes. But Mm -hmm. right now it's like, I get so excited for the weekend and my every day is my weekend right now. (laughs) Like I don't know why, but it's the weeks go by so slow, but the months have gone by so fast for me. Right. For sure. And (laughs) it's funny that you say that because I'm in school currently and it's my (laughs) first full week and I feel like every single day is the same. (laughs) Oh boy. Something to look forward to. (laughs) I know it. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, what day is it? I know. (laughs) Do I have a Zoom today or not? (laughs) Do I even have classes anymore? Like... (laughs) Oh my gosh. I keep like rechecking our, you know, how like each college has had their like, Wisconsin calls it like the smart restart. They all kind of have like their websites where they say like the COVID guidelines and everything. I keep rechecking. I'm like, did I have the right day when I'm supposed to start school? Like I keep thinking I'm just going to miss my first day because there's no difference. I think I'm going to just forget next because I start next Wednesday. I think I'm just going to forget. And then Thursday be like, oh, I was supposed oh. to do like three classes yesterday, but oh well, yeah, right. That's <laughs> just kind of how it's how it's been going these days. Yeah. Oh, I completely feel that. I feel it in my core. <laughs> yeah, especially because I. What do you think will happen second semester? What's your prediction? How are you mm. feeling about second semester? Well, in good old Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we have reported. Now, this was at the beginning of this week. Mm-hmm. Reported. We have 500 new cases. Oh my gosh. That does not include cases since Monday, doesn't include privately tested cases. That's only school tested cases. Oh my and gosh. And we, today, mar- what's today, Thursday? Today marks a week and a day since we've started class. Oh my gosh. That many cases. So <laughs> I'm not confident in us having a second semester. I'm not confident in us having a first semester. Yeah. So we're under a two-week mandatory something. Basically, for two weeks, all the bars are closed, no large gatherings, no extracurricular gatherings, mm-hmm. etc. So they're attempting to corral it. But at this rate, like, rush already happened. All the girls are already exposed. I'm sure all the fraternity brothers are doing their thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, I mean, people are going to class. People are seeing each other. So it's bound to happen. I just have a feeling that this semester may be cut short. But, hey, maybe 2021 will bring us good news. (laughs) Yeah, right? We can only hope. So then if Bama shut down, would you go home or would you stay at your house there? Most likely I'll stay at my house here. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very strict about the lease situation. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably stay here just because, I mean, I'm paying for it. So I might as well stay. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely go home for Christmas and Thanksgiving and probably spring break. I mean, there's really just no telling. It's so hard to make plans, even for like, Christmas because we have the whole week of Thanksgiving off mm-hmm. and then we have dead week. I don't know what most people call dead mm-hmm. week, but it's just like the week before finals. Yeah. Um, and then finals week and then Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And so there's the whole debate of, well, do I just go home? Cause finals are online also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole debate of, well, do I go home for Thanksgiving and then not come back until January mm-hmm. or do I 
come back for dead week and finals and then go home. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> All up in the air at this point. It really is. But that's kind of the nice thing about living off campus is that you mm-hmm. don't technically have to go home. Because I feel like all the freshmen who just have gotten to all these schools, they're going to get sent home within the next two weeks, probably. I mean, I thought that they'd probably, they'd already been sent home by now, but maybe they'll keep them there. But I feel like the poor people just didn't even have anything of their senior year. And they're probably going to have their freshman year just absolutely canceled. I know it. My heart truly goes out for them because, like, I feel just awful for them. But think about in the grand scheme of history they Mm -hmm. will be the class that had to overcome such adversity like especially with all the out-of-state students Mm -hmm. you're leaving your home you're going somewhere you've never been before you're going to school in a new place where no one knows you Mm -hmm. amid a global pandemic and you have to wear a mask Mm -hmm. so when you meet new friends all you're seeing is eyes and up Mm -hmm. so then it's so hard to make friends, I would feel like, because it's hard to recognize friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't go out and, to meet people. Right. And you have to stay a distance. So my heart really goes out to them, but they will be the hardest working people. I know it. Yeah. Like this generation of college and high school kids, we're going to be the hardest working people because you have to have such great time management skills now. Yeah. Because all you have is time. So true. <laughs> yeah, right. I have to to do all the classes on my own at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I thought we could move on to some kind of miscellaneous questions about your overall food and wellness. Okay. Okay. So first one, my favorite, what's your favorite recipe to make? Mm. Oh, that's that's a toughie. Um, (laughs) Like out of any meal, any snack ever. Anything. Mm. I love pancakes. I love pancakes so much. Even though... I don't think I post about pancakes very much on my account, but I love making pancakes. You're like a hidden pancake lover. I am. And pretty much anything breakfast is mm-hmm. my all-time favorite. Yeah. Also big oatmeal girl, but I love baking. I love cooking. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so I don't think I could pick a favorite off the top of my head, but if I were to pick a favorite, I'd, I'd say pancakes because it's just such a sweet thing to make. Absolutely. What's your favorite pancake topping? Mm, Okay. I've got it in the bag. So you've got your banana pancakes, right? Okay. The staples. And then you have the drizzly peanut butter. Chef's kiss. Obviously a little warmed up. Mm, The best kind. And then (laughs) add a little bit of crunch with some granola maybe. And then add a fruit. Amazing. Mm. Sounds like the combination whatever that a quartet I think <laughs> truly <laughs> okay and now more on to the fitness side of it what is your favorite way to move your body I have to say I have a few favorites but I love horseback riding obviously I'm on the Alabama mm-hmm. equestrian team so I I truly love that and <laughs> you really don't feel like I mean you feel it <laughs> you feel like you're mm-hmm. working hard but it doesn't register in my mind that I'm exercising mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people don't think that riding is a sport. Oh my gosh, no. I had one of my uh, good friends growing up rode, Mm -hmm. and she used to talk about how sore her legs were. I was like, I can't even imagine. That's got to be so hard. Yeah, I didn't really realize how difficult. Like, I always knew, like, (laughs) when I was younger, when I was training in high school, like, how hard it was. But, Mm -hmm. like, at the collegiate level, oh, let me tell you what, (laughs) 
Thor oh doesn't even begin to start. <laughs> but I love that. I love swimming. I'm trying to start running. I'm trying to be more of a runner. A friend of mine has encouraged slash invited me to do a 10K with her in March. Ooh. And right now I'm just doing miles, like singular one, but I'm trying. <laughs> Girl, you can do it. Trust me. I could not run half a mile when I came home for quarantine. I like physically could not. It was, I just couldn't get it. Once you get over the mind aspect of it, mm -hmm. it's over for those miles. <laughs> you're, you're getting that, you're getting that 10K. I read your blog about how you started running and I was like, man, I, it's my turn now. I've, I've got to do it now. <laughs> Girl, I am, I'm passing the baton on to you. <laughs> I gladly accept it. Open arms. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it, it's rewarding, but I hated it at first too. So mm -hmm. you'll, you'll learn to love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. I am trying to learn to love it. It's very, mm -hmm. I realized that the atmosphere in Alabama, like the atmospheric pressure and the humidity, yeah. very different from South Carolina, which we, you would think yeah. that it's all that different, but mm. it's pretty different. So learning to yeah. run in Alabama is very different than running in South Carolina. Yeah. I went to Florida and I couldn't run two miles. I was dripping sweat. I can't even imagine Alabama. She's hot. She, she's hot. <laughs> uh, okay. How do you define clean eating? I love this question. Oh man. Now we could dive into like the diet culture, <laughs> which is <laughs> our least favorite part. But yeah. um, I think clean eating for me is just eating in a way that makes my body feel good and mostly yeah. whole foods. I feel my cleanest when I'm eating foods that are more from the earth or more directly from the earth. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would call clean eating. I know it has such yeah. a stigma about it, but mm -hmm. I saw a diagram and it was like clean versus dirty. And on one side mm -hmm. was just a potato out of the ground. And on yeah. the other side, it was a washed potato. <laughs> so yeah, literally. I love that because like if you're eating close to the earth like closest to the most direct yeah earth, like the original state yeah mm -hmm. I think you're doing great yeah I completely agree that's what I hate the diet culture idea of clean eating my definition of that's why I always feel so bad when I'm like oh like this is such a clean recipe because it's like my internal definition of clean eating like isn't the like toxic diet culture one right so like, then I feel bad like posting about clean eating because if my followers like don't know how I kind of define clean eating then I feel bad I don't want them to think that I'm like putting this diet culture on yeah. them but I do love the idea of clean eating just like eating like as pure as you can and as kind of like least processed and obviously like sometimes you need if you need to grab something on the go processed food like isn't gonna kill you right. for having a, a protein bar right <laughs> but you can really feel the difference when you have full whole foods in comparison to like more processed things. Definitely. And last year when I was eating in the dining hall, I had such a hard time, one, adjusting to it. And two, I had a really hard time with my skin. Mm -hmm. And I began getting this really, really horrific cystic acne. Yeah. It was so painful. And it was just omnipresent. Like she was not going anywhere. <laughs> I really think that health starts in the gut, your entire mm -hmm. body. I firmly believe that. And mm -hmm. when I came home for Christmas, went to the dermatologist, like got put on a little bit of medication, just topical mm -hmm. stuff to help just get the toxins basically out of my face, mm -hmm. which <laughs> that was rough. But <laughs> going back to school in the spring, mm -hmm. I was very conscious of like what I was putting in my body because the food that I was 
eating first semester wasn't necessarily the quote mm-hmm. quote cleanest, wasn't necessarily yeah. like directly from the earth. Like there were a lot of oils, a lot of fried food, a lot of processed mm-hmm. food that I just wasn't yeah. typically. And so I, I really believe that health comes from the gut, literally mm-hmm. all, it can affect literally yeah. everything. So um, I'm a firm believer in like, if you eat clean, then, mm-hmm. or I say clean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, like your your own definition yeah. of it. Yeah, like completely. Closer. That's mm-hmm. that's so interesting that you say that about your face because the same thing happened to me, and I like never. And I'll probably get into it more in like a solo episode, but like I never had acne really mm-hmm. growing up. And then I went to college, and my entire face was breaking out, and it was like all over my chin. And I I had to go to, on medication too. I have. And I still am because it had just completely wreaked havoc on my skin. Yeah. So crazy how food can do that mm-hmm. to you. Okay. So last one, okay. what's one thing you'd want your followers to know about you that they wouldn't be able to get from your page? The one that comes to mind first is, um, I mean, I post about it a good bit on my story. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. post about it a lot on my feed, but I'm a very big advocator for injustice and mental health Mm -hmm. and um things that a lot of people don't like to talk about and it can definitely be hard to talk about Mm -hmm. but especially with mental health it's just so crucial um that you align your mental health and prioritize it really truly absolutely and I guess something that I would want my followers to know is they are not alone. If they are struggling with anxiety or depression or any other form of mental health, not necessarily mental illness, but just mental health problems, they are not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it, it's really okay to talk about whatever you're having problems with. I personally, I suffer from anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've had anxiety probably since I was in middle school, comes and goes, yeah. um, this mm-hmm. season of my life has been very anxious for me. Yeah. Like, especially with quarantine and a lot of my anxiety through quarantine was about my brother mm-hmm. getting sick or yeah. one of us getting sick and then him getting it. And mm-hmm. that was really, really heavy on my heart because I was just so concerned about him. And then it grew to be like, I was just anxious. I'm such an extrovert, mm-hmm. but I was just anxious mm-hmm. to be around people and so yeah. I say all this to say, I just, I would want them to know that they're not alone. Like I am right there with them. And even though I am positive a lot of the times on my account, I do, that is something that I do really struggle with behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about it. Like I'll definitely talk about it. And I'm, I think I'm going to make a post about it soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if anyone is struggling with mental health, I got you. Like I'm such a big advocator for putting that first. So they're not alone and they can definitely beat it. Like it's definitely something that you can overcome. It's definitely mm-hmm. an adversity that you can overcome. And it, it becomes like a part of you, not necessarily because you struggle with it anymore, but just because you beat that and now you're stronger than Absolutely. that. So mm-hmm. I would just want them to know they can do it and they're doing great. No matter what point they're at, they're doing great. Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on to this first guest episode of Fleeky Foods and Friends. It means so much that you took the time to be on this, and thank you. Of course. I'm really, truly so honored to be 
on this podcast. And I <laughs> very much look forward to where it's going to go in the future.